Hello, friend. You are listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod, an all things Wizard of Oz podcast that will take you over the rainbow and down a yellow brick rabbit hole as we pull back the curtain on American culture's most visited fairyland. We are your hosts, Tara and MK, the royal revisionists of Oz and roommates in Queens, New York here to preserve the rustic emeralds of yesteryear and reimagine an Oz for today and future generations. This season, we will be deep diving with the melodies of the many musical adaptations of L. Frank Baum's original Oz book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, taking up residency in the 1939 classic MGM film, as well as the 70s super soul hit, The Wiz. Visit our Insta at Down the Yellow Brick Pod for an accompanying scrapbook and fave space to connect, as well as our Patreon community where we continue the escapism and entertainment with Tiny Oz concerts, acoustic coffee shop covers and mashups, not sponsored by NPR, and other good witchy perks for each Patreon tier. Our Patreons are truly our MVPs. Consider joining our Oz fam today. It would truly make our day. May the world of Oz continue to be a bewitching escape in bewildering years, nostalgic and nuanced, and a magical refuge where two gals and queens can cross yellow brick roads with wonders like you. Breaking news. Breaking news. News flash. Breaking news. Okay, Sound before effect. we board our balloon ride or jump out of it, just depending. Depending on your feeling. On who you are. Yeah. You know, we have news to break that has been broken already. So <laughs> we're breaking it again. Maybe you haven't heard, which is very exciting for us. If we are the reason you find out about this, we are oh, very excited. Our job is done. But you probably know because the Oz community is agog. They're simply <laughs> agog. Because <laughs> y'all... A big moment. Y'all. A Judy Garland gingham dress has essentially been found... It has been discovered. In a college university... In a shoebox prop closet if you will and it's oh ludicrous gosh. and also been authenticated because luckily this college catholic university where the dress was rediscovered mm-hmm. is located next to the smithsonian not very oh my far gosh. so they, they were called them up they were able to get folks on in so wow. let me tell you a little bit about what is going on and this is all from the resource of the school this is from the archivist's nook and they mm. have an article that they just released <gasps> The dress at the end of the rainbow to talk about the retracking down of this mysterious gingham dress, which they knew there was like lore that it was somewhere it was on lost. the campus premises, mm. but MIA. Or maybe it was just like folklore at that point. Right. So let's bring it back. So Mercedes McCambridge. Em, have Mercedes. you heard of Mercedes McCambridge? Just from the Instagram post. Okay, well, which I read about this. She is an Oscar award-winning actress. What? For the All the King's Men in 1949. Oh so my she was gosh, a staple no idea. of the golden age of Hollywood. Um, I think she was also nominated again for the same award in Giant, which was a 1956 film. Wow. Um, also, here's where sh- you might recognize her. Maybe not. I don't think you're a horror film person right now. No, I can't watch anything. Well, she's a voice of a demon <laughs> in The Exorcist. Nope, I would not recognize Mm -hmm. her voice. Orson Welles said about her that she is the world's greatest living radio actress. 
Whoa. Okay, so okay. Mercedes McCambridge, welcome. <laughs> Get it, Mercedes. She was an artist in residence at Catholic University, so this wow. is the location of the discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great drama program in the 70s, so she was there from 1972 to 1973, and she became close with the program's illustrious head, as said in this article, <laughs> Father Gilbert Hartke. Okay, so a McCambridge once commented on Father Harkey's sartorial tastes, which extended well beyond the Dominican robes of his order to include a silk Nehru jacket, a six-foot-long aviator scarf, a Russian fur hat, come on, winky guard, and yes. light blue canvas sneakers, among many other articles of clothing. So he seemed to have, like, a really eccentric fashion design wow. for a man of Catholic... <laughs> of, right. Of, yeah. Uh, He's a father. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so he had the, all these articles were given to him as gifts. He loved collecting clothing and costumes. He had extravagant taste. So this is where somehow he got roped in to having one of Judy Garland's dresses that she wore on the set of what? The Wizard of Oz. So rumors have been swirling for years that he had a dress, but it was recently found by Matt Rippa, who was a lecturer and operations coordinator at the drama department. He had rumors that Father Harkey was gifted Dorothy's dress and that it was located somewhere in the building, which is hilarious. Located it's like a treasure, in the a treasure hunt. And wow. he can never get a confirmation exactly where it was located. So this father passed in the 80s in 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to ask. So, yeah, yeah, he hasn't been around for a while. Okay, this is from Matt, who discovered it. I mean, just put yourself in his shoes for a second. Matt? Matt is the person who unearthed? Yeah, here it is. Oh my gosh, okay, Matt. I had looked in archives, storage closets, etc., to no avail. I assumed it was a tall tale, of which many exist for Father many. Harkey. Father Harkey seems like a great a time. A mysterious man. How many weddings has this man done? Our building is in the process of renovations and upgrades. Hey, 2020. That's yeah. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of buildings. Mm-hmm. So I was cleaning out my office to prepare. I Whoa. noticed on top of the faculty mailboxes a trash bag and asked my coworker to hand it to me. On the trash bag was a note for our former chair stating that he had found this in his office and that he must have moved it when he moved out of the chair's office. I was curious what was inside and opened the trash bag. And inside was a shoebox. And inside the shoebox was the dress. Several exclamation points follow. In a trash bag? I couldn't believe it. I mean, you can't be breathing in that moment. I would pass out completely. My coworker and I quickly grabbed some gloves, very smart, and looked at the dress and took some pictures before putting it in the back in the box and heading over to the archives. I called one of our faculty members and former chair who always told me the dress existed and that it was in the building to let her know that I had found it. Needless to say, I have found many interesting things in the heartbeat during my time at Catholic University, but I think this one takes the cake. So, Um, yeah. Wild. There are pictures that are posted in this blog, which we will link in the show notes, that have Father Gilbert Harkey presenting the dress to students. So he would show it around in the 70s. Oh my gosh. Um, But there's still a mystery, I think, into how he obtained the dress in the first place. So let's talk a little bit about that. And because they're all, I mean, this kind of fell in the lap of excellent people to, for it to fall in the lap. They're all archivists. Yeah. Archivists. That seemed like it worked out really well. Yeah. So they know how to authenticate all of that. They know the Mm -hmm. whole process. So 
they and they know the cultural and the monetary value placed on this specific dress. So they don't know how Mercedes McCambridge got the dress. That is still right. under an investigation. That's what I'm very curious about. Though they were, they know that Mercedes and Judy, because they were Hollywood contemporaries, were, they friends? were supposedly friends. So maybe that's there's a connection there. Uh, I mean, she had the dress after Judy's passing. It's it's all confusing. Mm-hmm. There's this is where it's very vague mm-hmm. and no one really knows. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Garland had died by the time the dress went from McCambridge to Father Hartke. Okay. So yes, they reached out to the Smithsonian. Um, their curator with the Division of Cultural and Community Life, Ryan Lintelman, is an expert in the museum's Oz memorabilia. So oh, he offered a wealth of information he's gathered on the history of the film's Dorothy dresses. So this is this is stuff that had this is why they know it's authentic. So here's the stuff. Mm-hmm. They, all the dresses have certain verifiable characteristics. A secret pocket on the right no side of the pinafore skirt for Dorothy's handkerchief. Oh. Judy Garland being written by hand in a very specific script mm-hmm. to a single person who labeled all the extant dresses in the same hand. So wow. it's they could um, look at the, the um, handwriting. Yeah. Um, also, the thin material of the blouse gives it away. It was very prone to tearing. Mm-hmm. So anytime that like Garland took off the blouse after filming, usually a seamstress had to repair it before she donned it the next shoot. She had to patch up any tears. Um, and this one that they found, they rediscovered, had um, had all these characteristics had all these characteristics, including blouse tears, yes. where the pinafore strap sat on the shoulder. So yes. this is another like telltale sign. All these folks paid a visit to view the dress from the Smithsonian. Employees at the museum, this should be said just as an acknowledgement, are not authorized to authenticate objects like this one, but they suggested that Mm -hmm. the dress was consistent with other objects from the film and that the evidence around the dress was strong. So it's not officially authenticated because they're not allowed to give that official stamp. I wonder who is, like someone else at the museum? I don't know. So it's still in... (laughs) <laughs> it's still in, I guess, questioning right now. Oh, wow. Um, but it's now becoming a real object in the university's oh. special collections. Mm. And they're going to preserve it in proper storage, in a temperature and humidity controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're asking for anyone who has stories right now. Like, this is still like an ongoing investigation. Yeah. So they want people to write anyone in if knows. they went to Catholic in the 70s and saw the dress with Father Harkey. Right. Just to get a little bit more clarity on how Mercedes McCambridge gave this dress. Right. To him. It's such a weird um, on Earth story. Ongoing. But what's really cool is the person who reached out to us that made oh me gosh. exclaim yeah. was one of our Slipperhood sisters. Stop! Stephanie from the Land of Oz. She's Land one of, of the Oz. Dorothy's at this amazing theme park. Go check out her episode. Yes. She went to Catholic University, Crazy. I believe. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she's like, you know, freaking out. How wild is that? It's at her alma mater. Yeah, just was chilling in probably a space she's passed, oh and like gosh, just no she's one passed by knew it. about it. <gasps> oh, that gives me chills. I mean, I can't even Stop. imagine the like heart acceleration of this man Matt who discovered it, it and like me running of it Kent with it. Warner, when yes. Kent Warner, like that story of just him finding the slippers in this like old in the in a like shoe box. Yeah, in in the um, MGM yeah. costume department. Yeah. Before this is so they liquidated wild. her, liquidated, eh? But I really just want to know, like, how did she get this dress? What made her gift it to him? 
She must have really liked it there. Yeah. Oh, that always makes me sad. I can understand how things like that happen, though, with the shoes, with these dresses, Mm -hmm. with all of the props that we've researched. It just seems like, eh, we're just going to put that over there. You forget about it until someone cleans out their office. Well, so it... It depends on, like, what Wizard of Oz means to your life. Like, right. this could have no relevance to yeah. someone. Yeah. Someone could have opened that and maybe not even, like, maybe, maybe recognize people it. people saw it, yeah. But also didn't investigate it where they saw the Judy Garland stitched They may have in. thought, like, oh, it's just from one of our productions or something. I mean, that's what's crazy. Like, her name is Her name is in. there. It's so nuts. And it's so oh. faded. It's, it's very faded. Definitely in, in dire need of like care. Yeah, at this there's point. a little tear on the sleeve. But I it's didn't know amazing. There was a pocket though. That's there's cool. a pocket. That's really. That's cool. how. That's what's giving them this. I think confidence to come out and talk right. about it. Right. And the fact they're so close to the Smithsonian. That definitely. That's great. Wow. It's that's insane. great. So we thought we would start with sharing that because it's just too <laughs> freaking cool. It's so cool. All right. Mm. Shall we get ready for? Take off. Take off. Blast. Get ready ah. for take off. Yes. Okay, let's go. very exciting our heart rates are still pumping but we have places to be places to go or places to try to go yes we do we gotta get home girl we're trying really really hard and this is it this is like our ticket this is the moment we have exited the wizard's throne room and we are now in the emerald city square and a lot is about to unfold so terror would you like to start us with your fabulous bullets yes here we go bullet point number one and we fast forward in balloon assemblage time onto the streets of Emerald City with an oddly swaying ensemble of dressed <laughs> citizens yeah. gathered ready to wish their hat and a cane magician of a wizard a safe trip seemingly not upset at all to be deceived for all this time to some made up wizard bro retreat that's all about him leaving with no mention <laughs> or celebration of Dorothy reduced to just a girl with a dog in the balloon. The bro convention. Did you notice that? He doesn't even say anything about Dorothy. Oh, oh, Anyways, bro it. convention. He's right on his way. Happy. Still lying. Oh. Okay. But in the audience, there is a girl with a cat <laughs> whose piercing eyes catch Toto, who jumps out of Dorothy's arms and into the crowd with Dorothy following suit, jumping out of the basket to find him in the chaotic hoi polloi, while somehow, no, Tin Man, no, the ropes of the balloon come undone and the wizard begins to ascend up up and away, disappointed in his ruined exit, but nevertheless Uh. waving as Dorothy calls on from the platform in desperate cries to come back at a complete loss. Mm. Bullet point number three. With Dorothy feeling deserted and like a fading memory of Aunt Em's, where have you been, girl? Glinda (laughs) at last floats on down to the Emerald City in her sugary pink bubble with everyone bowing in her presence to tell Mm -hmm. our Dorothy she's always had the power to go back to Kansas all along, but she had to learn it for herself, Mm -hmm. revealing the magic of the ruby slippers and prompting a teary-eyed departure with the Tin Man, Lion, 
and first friend the Scarecrow, respectfully, (sighs) now forever changed by the girl who fell from a star, before Dorothy tightens her eyes shut and repeats, there's no place like home. That got me at the end. There's no place like home. (sighs) This is a tearjerker one. I I was like, I couldn't even go super comedy with my bullets because I was like, wait, this is so... This is like real. This I Ray Bouldered. I Ray, Ray Bouldered the bullets, and now you are going we're, to Jack Haley. We're going to talk about Ray Bulger in this scene. It's he gets me lot. in this scene. It's, I was I was revisiting what I said about him in our last episode about him being a campy er addition to this little quartet. Mm-hmm. But I did say he gets me, and when he's not speaking, he has a lot of great yeah. And this was it too. Yeah. His reaction was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love him dearly. Anyways. Okay, you're gonna love my start. You ready? Yeah. Da 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 da. I spelled it. Do you do you do you do you 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 you? Oh, see, I said bada bum 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 bum. You know what I was thinking too? Interpretations. Here, you're gonna hear how we work, y'all. I was thinking because we're gonna do air balloon. Yes, so we're gonna do air balloon. Um, for our Patreon audience for the month of July. It's Whoa, a great song teaser. by Lily Allen. Um, totally in the style of being wizards um, taken off. Oh, it's a good, it's a bop. We've but been bopping like, to it for a while. It has like this little beat. It's like bum 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 So Ooh. I was like, how can we put in the ba-da-dum bum 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 Oh my gosh, you're genius. We have to get we it in. Could. We have to rope Y'all, it in somehow. Y'all, you're hearing behind the scenes. So there this you go. very exciting. That was a little nugget I had. Now it's recorded, so it has to we happen. We have to do it. Continue. We are doing it. Give me your All books, right. babe. Here we go, babe. We find ourselves in the extravagantly decorated Emerald City Square. I want to visit. Mm. Where all the Emerald Hotel City... Hotel lobby. <laughs> really? Yes. He hit a ceiling as he ascended up. Anyways, had, I know. How did... Wait. Yeah, where did we're he We're clearly go? indoors. We're clearly indoors. Keep going. Incredible. Never actually thought about that. <laughs> wow. Uh, where all the Emerald City citizens are decked out in their finest. Yes! Cheering below a huge hot air balloon emblazoned with the words, State Fair Omaha. Mm-hmm. As the wizard gives us a bit of a slimy politician speech before yes! appointing the scarecrow as leader of Oz until he oh, returns... Yeah. If he returns. Missed that. I love that. I was like, you're shady. When out of the crowd, a fierce lady holding a meowing cat causes Toto to bark and chase after it, forcing Dorothy out of the basket to retrieve him. That was one bullet. (laughs) I know. Good work. (laughs) That was one bullet. Good work. Siamese kitty. That that lady, I can't wait to talk about her. Helen. Uh Uh-huh. Helen. Bullet point number two. Suddenly, thanks to what appears to be the Tin Man purposefully untying the rope, more on that later, yes, the balloon <laughs> begins to ascend into the air slash ceiling, taking <laughs> take, <Ow. laughs> boom, taking the wizard with it as Dorothy screams after her last hope and everyone waves goodbye. <laughs> They're just like, bye. They don't care. They are directed <laughs> to be props. Yeah. <laughs> oh, leaving Dorothy to cry in distress at her inability to ever get home. But what's this? Another pink bubble descends from the sky and none other than Glinda steps forth as the Emerald City citizens bow in awe. I love Welcome that back, Glinda. It's been a minute. Where have you been, Billy? You've just been chilling? <laughs> yes. Bullet boy number yes, three. Yes, she has. She's been recovering from her ankle, from her inner, ankle injury. Okay. injury. Okay. Where she, she worked like two days. <laughs> where she had an ambulance take her. I imagine like a an, an limo ambulance take her. 
Oh, and, fans. and like there's fans and cushions. Meanwhile, cushions. Margaret Hamilton is wearing They're gloves like, on like You can open find rooms. your way home. <laughs> yes. You got it. Walk through the streets. <laughs> Bullet point number three. As Dorothy desperately asks if Glinda can help her, Glinda turns the tables and lets Dorothy know she has always had the power to go back to Kansas, but that she had to learn it for herself, causing Dorothy to share what she's learned along the way and bid heartbreaking goodbyes to her to her companions before clicking her ruby heels together three times and saying, there's no place like home as Glinda waves her wand protectively nearby and the land of Oz slowly fades away. You're beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. That, that is this iconic moment. Right oh. Iconic moment. So, just to presence. Yes. When this scene was filmed, it was filmed in the work week of January 23rd, 1939. Um, mm. Wizard's Bloom Departure, Emerald City Town Square, and that also included Glinda's reappearance and Dorothy's return home. And it is also noted during this time that given the tightly monitored restrictions on Judy Garland's work time, mm. close-ups of her otherwise unidentifiable body parts were covered by doubles. So this mm-hmm. could be Bobby Cochet. I know. Um, again, tapping her heels together. Hmm. That could be her. But also there is some suspicion that um, it's technically unknown. They don't know who did these close-ups. That is so wild. Um, It could have even been Claire Myers, Mm -hmm. who was a leg double for Joan Crawford, (laughs) Virginia Bruce, and other MGM stunners, (laughs) according to a 1938 behind-the-scenes account by journalist Jan Sprague. That's a deep cut yet again. That is the deepest cut ever. Brought to you by The Road to Oz, our favorite history book by Jay Scarfone and William Stillman. Jeez Louise. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is what is... (laughs) just a hoot and a holler. Mm -hmm. This little story that they share with the Gone with the Wind crossover in this scene. So I'm just going to read this from here because it's just so well written. Of the more than 100 Emerald City towns, men, women, two, appearing only in Glinda's scenes, are distinguished with bright red, not black, hairlines. Plants of this nature can be indicators of an inside joke. Oh, we love an inside joke. The Glinda scenes were shot simultaneous to the January 26th opening scenes of Scarlett O'Hara and the Tarleton Twins. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Tarleton? Yep. Okay. Because I have never seen Gone with the Wind, though I'm named it's after many it. Many hours of your life. I probably never will watch it. So that's many That's hours. my own thing. Um, at Selznick International Pictures, which was a major industry event, as these were the first scenes taken after a highly publicized search that resulted in casting Vivian Lee as Scarlet. So given this degree of awareness, it seems likely that one or more mischievous young makeup artists intended the two redheaded townsmen of Aussie and counterparts, two Gone with the Wind's ginger-haired Tarleton twins. Beyond speculation, it should be noted that prior to its December 1939 premiere, Gone with the Wind as a pop culture phenomenon and phenomenon and forthcoming motion picture epic was referenced mm-hmm. or parodied in so many other films. Yeah. A few of those. Big thing. Yeah, a few of those being Broadway Melody of 1938, The Awful Truth of 1937, King of Gamblers 1937. I mean, I instantly think of The Carol oh, no, Burnett no. Show, which comes way later, but <gasps> always. Ever. Hollywood Hotel 1937, A Yank at Oxford 1938, a Judy Film, a Judy Mickey Film, Bames at Arms 1939, Second Fiddle 1939. So oh, there no, was a no. lot of like play 
with Gone with the it Wind was like references. The hugest thing. So it it is hilarious to me, and also I'm not surprised that it tie showed in. up in Wizard of Oz. I ne- I'm gonna have to go back and find them though. Yeah, I don't think I, don't I noticed them. I need that. I need to look out for the twins, everyone. The Tarleton twins. The ginger twins. That is so random and funny. So funny. I didn't even know that there was a huge <sighs> casting search like that for Vivian Lee, that it was highly publicized. I think she was the last one cast, from what I've heard. Mm. Interesting. And then she was in history. Went down in history. So let's go over to our shooting our script. Our shooting script. Which this scene... It kind, kind of, of follows, Yeah, right? it kind of stayed on course. Yeah. Kind of. For the most part. I think we know what our favorite part is. I'm that got so cut excited. Because it did create continuity there and confusion. There is a continuity error. So the Scarecrow, Tin Woodman, and Cowardly Lion, everything's sort of the same. They're standing near the wizard's balloon with Dorothy and himself in it. Um, the fanfare is proceeding as it does in the final film with the wizard's proclamations until Toto... Suddenly cocks his ears and growls. No, nope, from the script. And here's a little note. It was not a woman holding a cat. Not in the original script. Distracted by a small girl. Not a glamorous ingenue. <laughs> glamorous ingenue. We love her. Holding a kitten. So it was a small girl holding a kitten. The wizard says, mm-hmm. now if, you'll, if you will be good enough to cast off that rope to the Tin Man. Yes. And that's when Toto jumps out of Dorothy's arms to rush into the crowd. But the wizard's line was cut. And now it creates, as you mentioned, this continuity error. Because it appears that the Tin Man, if you watch him, he's like, what's going on? Looking off and just just deliberately untying the rope. And it looks like, what are you doing, Tin Man? Yeah. So it it looks like it's kind of shady on the Tin Man's part instead of just the Tin Man obeying what the wizard asked him to do. Of course, of course. So that clears up that because it really looks like he's just like, oh, don't look uh, over uh, here. It makes him look like, is he the villain of this I know. film? I know. It really changes everything. <laughs> yeah, you could come up with a whole new story. I love how imperfect this movie is. Like, know, there's little, little things like this. Yeah, yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah. It continues. Dorothy runs after Toto, who has been caught by a guard. The guard hands the wriggling dog to his mistress, and Dorothy pauses to tell him, Oh, thank you. Very kind. We don't have time for that. Thank you. No. I know, right? Cut it. This is too much. That's cut. Uh, And we know she's just already at the platform with Toto in her arms. Yeah, we miss all that. In the meantime, the loosened balloon goes shooting into the air as the wizard drifts just out of sight to the ceiling. Just when all seems lost, Glinda magically appears, and then the scene afterwards is verbatim to the final film as Glinda wow. reveals the ruby slipper's charm. Except here's a humongous I difference. love this. <laughs> I had never heard of this, and I'm kind of obsessed. The exception is... I'm going to do it for that... you. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> oh Describe gosh. it, and I'll do okay. it. All right. <laughs> the point at which Dorothy tells Glinda she's finally ready to leave, the surrounding crowd begins to softly sing, Ha, 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 ho, 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 in a couple of tra-la-la. Which doesn't occur That's in the final film. The it has previously been stated that when Dorothy tells the Scarecrow she'll miss him most <gasps> of all... This is an allusion to a script draft in which the inklings of a romance between Dorothy and Hunk, the Scarecrow's Kansas counterpart, mm-hmm. were suggested. That was beautiful singing. Thank I liked you. it. It was it was kind of ominous. We get up. <laughs> it was kind of ominous. It's like what's happening? So that was cut, cut, cut. <laughs> but we know Dorothy has she's a bit partial to the Scarecrow. She kisses the Tin Man, she kisses the Cowardly Lion, but instead she hugs the Scarecrow's soft body, as she does in the film. The Scarecrow having been her first and oldest acquaintance. 
So we do mm. know that Dorothy must tap her heels three times, saying there's no place like home. But here, here is a big difference. So as she begins saying those words, quote, the, the noise, the incantation casting a spell, the noise She's of a, a whirlwind. As we know, she, she is, is a witch. A witch. She's Elikana, a witch. No, 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 no. <laughs> the noise no, of... Elika? Uh. Elika? Uh. Elika? Uh. The noise of a whirlwind comes in, and the screen begins to swirl and twist like spinning smoke. Mm. What follows... <laughs> yes, what follows is a montage of imagery from Dorothy's Adventures, which was filmed assembled and included in the preview versions of the movie, but deleted from the final wow. cut. So it actually existed. The montage was to be superimposed over a close-up of Dorothy's face, and it included all of the colorful Aussian personages she encountered before shifting to the gray washes of familiar Kansas images, such as Aunt Em, Uncle Henry painting the fence, Hickory's wind machine, <gasps> whoa, it came back, a flock of ducks, a cow, and so on. During this, a chorus of voices was to be singing. Someday we'll wish upon a star. In the background, as the montage fades to black with only Aunt Em's voice on the soundtrack, imploring Dorothy to awaken from her nightmare. Oh my god, this feels like they just like budget cut this. But it got filmed. They filmed it, it was in the previews? That's and then they're like, you know what? We're just gonna do a swirly action. Go back to the shoes, back to her face, house, done. Yeah. It kind of feels, now that I know this existed, it feels like it, not that it's missing something, because I don't think it is, but I can definitely see where they got the idea. Like, it seems like it would fit really well there. Yeah. Like, I, I would actually love to see that oh, montage. God, there's so much I would love to see. This got filmed. This got filmed. So it wasn't even cut for budget reasons, because it got filmed. Right. They just, Jeez. maybe for time? No, for time. Yeah. Completely for time. This w- definitely was a cut for time. Oh, what a cool moment, though. Wow. I would have loved, I, I kind of would have loved a montage. I mean. Kind of crazy. Yeah. I would love to. I don't know if I need it in the film, but would love to see I would see love to see the deleted it. scene. There's yeah. so much of that, I feel like, with this film. Like, yes. I think they made pretty We get the idea of good it. Good cuts. You know? Like, their cuts were well done. Thank God Somewhere Over the Rainbow, again, was not a part of that. Yeah. Cut, cut here. A cut, um, cut here. A cut, cut there. But holy cow. Very cool moment. Okay. Well, let's go to the top of the scene. Let's do it. And let's make our way through this, baby. So like you said, um, you noted the overwhelmingly um, giant logo on the yes. balloon saying State Fair from Omaha, mm-hmm. which is where the wizard is from in the book. He's from Nebraska, Nebraska. which is a neighboring state to Kansas. So it also, he could be from Kansas and he could have found work in Nebraska. That's not, right. that's not too hard not to believe. No. Not too hard to believe, but it's interesting that they chose to have him say, I'm a Kansas man, and then they... But then Nebraska. Then they have the Omaha State Fair Just like balloon a nod in, to the book. Which is great. And this... So everything above the wizard's head is a matte painting. Mm, everything. Beautiful. beautiful. The, so oh, it's beautiful. The buildings that go on and on, mm. like these giant cylinders, these sparkling I love cylinders. Those. They're so good. And then you kind of see some open desert-like mountains Mm -hmm. in the back. Some yellow. Yeah, it kind of feels like a stadium, too, in Mm -hmm. a weird, like, a city stadium. 
yeah. Because it's, or like planetariums, like yeah, giant pla- does. planetariums does. behind them um, with some trees, very few trees. Um, Sparse. Yes. And lots of extras um, lot were of in, in this. for this day. There is, did you notice the interesting swaying? I wonder if they were they were um, directed to sway to create like a wind sensation because they're all Maybe like it oddly creepy to just have them like, like just be very very there. still. But yeah. it, it feels also like they're not. Yeah, it feels choreographed. They don't feel like humans just at a convention to see off. <laughs> right, their it doesn't wizard. feel natural. Like, no, it doesn't feel natural. It feels like fidgeting. They were directed to fidget in a very um, fluid. <laughs> MGM musical way, type of way. way, yes. But I also wow. really appreciate the guards that are like holding the crowd back. I loved security, them. wizard security. Yes, know? and the little yellow flowers that were also sprinkled yeah. through around these like giant wheels that I know are these everywhere. Wheels. Do we flowery think those wheels are from? I wonder if they're from like that cut scene with the production number. Yeah, and they're it in feels... they're in the opening scene too. Like they're in okay. the in the Emerald City's like opening scene. Yeah. They're, they're featured. Mm. It's just a stylistic they really thing stick of the out city. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Which they're I really love. They're really pretty. Yeah. And I love all the costumes. They seem even more extravagant. Well, yeah, they had to get dressed. This is like a big moment. This is a huge You had to get tickets for this. A huge moment. So, here's my first question. Em. Yeah. How did we get to here? Like, where they're just totally okay with the wizard. <laughs> I think it's... In his sophisticated speak, apparently winning them over yet again. Continue, like, continuing casting his spell of... He's a... He's, he's an imposter. He's lying. Yeah. And they're just going along and with it. And they're still just, like, feeding into it. I see. Into I, his presentational skills. I It feels How like... How do we get here? It feels just like he has placated, you know, the Tin Man, Lion, and Scarecrow. Like, they got these, these mm-hmm. things that are really their heart's desire. So maybe they're like, you know what? We're good. We're good. We got what we wanted. And I think Dorothy's just so desperate to get home that she's kind of just like, okay. Maybe she trusts him because he's also a Kansas man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there's just... Well, I'm so mostly desperate. talking... I'm not talking about them. I get them. Oh, you're talking the crowd. about the crowd. Right, because when was the last time they saw him? I don't know. <laughs> like, Maybe... They all were freaking out when the Wicked Witch went over the city running to him. Like, the wizard will explain it! And they ran to him and they were, you know, there's there was still this mystery about who he even was. Like, so his unveiling, mm. we don't see any of the, what I would presume would be very uncomfortable like, and awkward. what are you doing? Who are you? And, like, finger pointing, like, kill the beast style, you know, from Beauty no, and the Beast. We don't see any of that. Cool. I think they're, they're so excited. <laughs> Something's happening. In they're, the yeah, they're Emerald so City. cool, and they're like okay with the fact that like a scarecrow is going to be <laughs> their ruler soon. But anyways, we'll get to that. They're but. fine with that. Also, where was he hiding this balloon? That is like a big thing for a to quick store. getaway. Like who was storing that? Yeah, like where did he store this? So, who who was his co-conspirators and all of this? I'm sure he had a few. Maybe all the guys who looked like him. You know? All the guys like his, that he's going to yeah, see. Yeah, the guardian of the gates, the taxi cab driver, oh the gatekeeper, maybe all of those guys. They helped. They're all together They're all in, in this. It. You're right. It does feel almost a little rushed. A little just like, hmm. There's just no okay. pause for... There's no questioning. Disappointment. Right. Or, like, acknowledgement... And he's also leaving. ...of being betrayed by yeah. this ruler they presume to be one way. 
But like, yeah, how long has he been there? It can't be extraordinarily long. Maybe these people were like, I don't know. I feel like it's been like 20 years or something. Wow. That's what I feel like max, max 20 that's years. crazy. Can you imagine? But still, that's like a huge chunk of time. That so is like, a maybe humongous these people amount of time. Don't even remember like they were younger when he came into power, but he can't have been there for that long. I don't know. This is where I think there's a little bit of like loop. If you dig, there's a hole here. There's a hole, perhaps. Yeah. I could see that. But he here comes some fake Latin. I was going to ask you, do you know per ardua ad alta? Well, that's what he was supposed to say, but he said per ardua outer, right? He said it incorrectly. My hmm, my script just has it saying that. But what does your say? Mine says he says it incorrectly. Really? Oh, that's so ardua weird. Outer, that's so funny. I don't which know. Which is hilarious. Do you know what it means? Yeah, through difficulties to the stars. Is that correct? Oh, I, my research said through hardship, great heights are reached. Oh, yes. I okay. like that. It's like an upward climb. Yeah. Like, it's a difficult journey. Through challenge. Yeah. You can still achieve great things. And he's, of course, referencing the fact that he's about to take off into the sky, mm-hmm. um, into the outer stratosphere, if you will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this has this notes that he's like butchering Latin again, which I kind of love. <laughs> I love your script. That's great. That is really great. But that's hilarious that yours had kind of making it up. Yeah, and my script was like he knows Latin. I also love the lion's tail. It's just like very active during the speech. Always. And did you clock Judy being like a little uncomfortable? She's like looking at the scarecrow, right? She's kind of like, what's going on? I think she's afraid of also maybe just going up without saying a real goodbye. They're all oh, super yeah. disappointed That's and true. downtrodden. Like yeah. all of them are very sad. And she's and she, like, what's about to happen? She pats the lion for a moment, like mm-hmm. trying to cheer him up. It all feels like it's happening so awkward. fast. Yeah. Like it feels rushed. Yeah. Um, and she feels like... Again, he doesn't even speak about her, that I'm taking home this no. great hero. He's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. He's which go hobnob with my brother, Wizard. I can't excuse him for that. What? That yeah, makes me mad. There's never a mention of her. Like, she killed a witch. She killed two witches. And also, I guess there, this is not a democracy. <laughs> is made very clear by the fact that he's like, hey, the scarecrow is no going to rule in my stead and... He'll be assisted by the Tin Man, his the virtual tin assistant. He looks so sad. He's he looks so sad in this. He moment. is uncomfortable in his costume. He's, He's using done. it. He's done. And yeah, the lion's gonna assist as well. <laughs> and he just says, Obey them as you would me. And no one questions. I mean, I would have been like, I didn't vote for them. Um, a scarecrow? <laughs> no offense, scarecrow. I, I just be like, wait, who who are these people? How do they, they know our been... city? Right. Do they understand that we're... We just we're... did a production number with them. That's all we know We about don't know them. anything about them, and we have issues with our sewage. Like, help are they going to be able to help us? Oh my gosh, this is so true. Will they be able to so represent true. us correctly? I don't know. But I like, don't know. Again, like, this land of they Oz... They don't have a lot of say. They don't have a lot of say. They're yeah. just plastered on smiles <laughs> about all of this. Oh my gosh. We're missing the scene from the book that offered me a lot of richness, I guess is the best word. The scene in the book, M, where he basically swears them to stay in secrecy with him. Like, continue Mm -hmm. playing along, please, because I don't want to disappoint 
right, all right. the Emerald City citizens. That does not take place mm. here. Remember we talked about that in depth of, like, they kind of sell out so they can get their dreams to be fully yeah. realized so Dorothy can get home. But that doesn't happen in They this. keep the green goggle secret. They keep all of that in the book. But mm-hmm. none of that happens. There's no acknowledgement. And I kind of am sad that that scene is not peppered in somehow. It makes – it. it's like a missing link. Yeah. You know? It's like they pay they – pay in silence of knowing the wizard is not who he says he is. And we don't really get to see that here. Like, is he being forth? He's, we know he's lying. He's not going to see his, (laughs) his brother, his brother wizards. He doesn't have brother wizards unless they're the gatekeeper, the taxi cab driver. They live in Nebraska too. Yeah. Like what? That doesn't make sense. So that, that's one thing that I'm just like, ah, drats. Like I really love that scene in the book. I think it's well done. That's true. That's very true. And also Dorothy serving me, like we were just saying this, I should be happy energy right now, but I'm Mm. not. There's a lot of bittersweetness, I feel like, that's erupting in the background of this of this scene. Mm-hmm. But in a way that, like, they're on public display now, so they can't really have the private moments that they maybe would want to have with one another. Yeah. They're in front of everyone. All these, it's like a big to-do. Yeah, all these um, hat-tossing. Ah, swaying. S- yes, swaying, swaying folks. So, just wanted to say those two things. Yeah. Like, I really would have loved if that scene mm, was somehow interjected into this. Right, so it kind of makes it feel like they're all, they have a goal, like they're all in on it together, well, on the same page. it also allows us to be a little Judge Judy on Judy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> to be like, Judy, oh, Judy. she's okay with... She's falling into the wizard's way of doing things. Right, like the payoff, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it would make us, I think, a little sad now at yeah. them for, you know, but it's also how so much of the world works which is it's kind of like an american <laughs> very quality. much so very much so yeah that's a good point yeah okay well, well now let's get to now it now we're here so before we get into this toto moment where dorothy misses her balloon misses her i cue. wanted to bring up this funny like script thing that happened okay so ryerson and wolf i love them they wanted to retain one of Langley's script editions, mm-hmm. that of a woodpecker. Oh yes, I recall this. Bursting the wizard's hot air balloon. I recall this. And thwarting Dorothy's escape home. But then he'd be stuck there. This bit, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Right. This bit was reported in a plot summary published in 1939, and was thereafter included in the film's official story synopsis, retained by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Another version of the plot synopsis first published in the Independent Film Exhibitors Journal on October 22nd, 1938, also includes The Fateful Woodpecker. And it goes on. I won't read the whole thing, but um, it talks about the story in general. Um, After the witch melts away, alas, the wizard turns out not to be the wizard, merely a balloonist who doesn't know how to get back himself. Judy is spared further harrowing adventures when, with the wizard, she gets into his balloon, starts back to Earth, only to have a woodpecker make a hole in it and speed up their descent. Like all good dreams, this is where Judy wakes up and realizes that the odd citizens of Oz are actually her friends and workers on the farm. Oh, I don't like that at all. What? But, Judy. So, like, no... Judy. No Glinda. There's no Glinda. She... It just... Apparently, it makes There's the balloon no go quicker. It's just like, a woodpecker. It almost feels like it ends, like, you know in dreams when you wake up before, like, the really awful thing happens? Like, you wake up before you're about to fall off a cliff, or, like, 
yeah. drown or, in water yeah, drown. or like so, I don't know whatever it might be you know yeah. like your life is about to end in the dream then you then you, you wake, wake up. up it feels like that's what happens which I think is a little bit more like the musical extravaganza mm, from what I remember yeah, musical yeah. extravaganza ended in like chaos <laughs> like absolute <laughs> As chaos <it> should've. <laughs> like I think there was someone like at the gallows like it was like at the gall- what You're right there was and it was just like we're done now we're back and then like oh never mind no and, yeah. this a woodpecker we don't need a woodpecker. Langley, sorry. Langley, it was a cool idea. I love that it's like preserved with the academy, but yeah, that's cool. That's just this is way better. We way gotta better. Have Glinda. We have to. Glinda we like seals Glinda the deal yeah. coming back, on. and we also get the woman with the cat, which is our favorite part. So, so is she a spy? Let's start there. <sighs> I know we have a lot of theories about her. Like what's her, happening? Even her face and her eyebrow raise. Look at her. Look at this photo. Her knowing eyes. It's so good to see also, too, like, we don't really get to see a lot of the Emerald City citizens close. Close up, yeah. yeah. And she looks And fierce. her cheeks are beat. They are <laughs> pink. They're Glinda pink bubbles, 100%. which makes me be like, is she here for Glinda? Whoa. I don't know. Is, who Whoa. is she? And then, yeah, there's, I love that a lot of the women have um, head scarves yeah. on that are mm-hmm. clipped right underneath their chins, but you could see like their well coiffed hair. Yeah. yeah. Their coiffed hair. Mm-hmm. And this cat's eyes are just so <laughs> striking. Right blue. Striking blue. blue. Okay. Total lady in the tramp cat. Like yeah, straight from the, cat. yeah, mm-hmm. straight from the animation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Green frock, if you will. Mm-hmm. And also like just again, like there's some sort of costume code order within mm-hmm. the Emerald city. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different uniforms on different chunks of people. Right. They're all kind of grouped together. I just did another day on Maisel, and we, yes. it was so much fun. This one was you spectacular. And it was so fun witnessing our um, costume color. Mm, how um, they were moved Yeah. How, I don't even know what he was doing. It was like color scheming. Like He was yeah. trying to tell stories through color. So he was placing Ooh. us with um, our outfits making sense with other people's outfits. Yeah, that's So awesome. that was really cool. And there's a lot of that here. There's a lot of like groupings of similar uniforms. Like we have mm-hmm. the women in the more Easter bonnety look. Mm-hmm. And then there's the glitter habit look. Which we love. And then there's so the much. gentleman in like lederhosen. It's like the same things that we saw the at the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it still has this very like European fairy tale yeah, feel to it. Gorgeous. I wish I could see each of these individually. Yeah, but her eyelashes too they are, are reaching her eyebrows. Are reaching her eyebrows. Like the makeup is on point. Beautiful red lips. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really nice to get to see at least one extra up close since we don't really get that. Yeah. Unless like we're in the spa, maybe that's like the only other time. Right. And wash and brush up. Everyone yeah. else is kind of a blur. Oh, and yeah. I guess the folks with the one lines too. Yeah. The featured. The featured. But she yeah. has like a boom close up. Mm-hmm. I'm also now curious like this is the first animal we've seen that's actually, like, a, an earthly animal Yes, in the Land of Oz. Like, yes. the lion is an animal, but he's he's not, like, how we would see a lion in our world. But this cat, that's a real cat. So there are pets in the Land of Oz. Yes, confirmed. Unless she, unless this cat, like, transforms. Unless that cat is a good witch. <laughs> the good witch of the North. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Or I mean, I love a conspiracy theory on this. Yeah, what do you on think? this bit do you, role? What do you think? She's I mean, up to? I love to play in the land of she is a part of Glinda's entourage, and the cat is actually Glinda. 
being held in her arms. I mean, arms. that makes sense because, not skipping ahead too much, I'm like, how did Glinda hear about this so fast? How yeah. did she appear so fast? And, like, yeah, distracting. You know? Like, she knows that she doesn't want Judy. <laughs> she doesn't want Judy. She doesn't want Judy. Dorothy to go up with the wizard. So we have yeah. to figure out a way to get her off. And she knows that, like, Judy doesn't question anything. If Toto is not in her sight, not in her care, mm-hmm. she flees. Yeah. She goes to get him. I mean, it makes sense. Without anger, too. a big, life-changing, story-changing moment. So it would make sense that Glinda would be behind this. So that's what I think. I'm with you. Do we want to know a little bit about the actress here? Tell us! Yeah! Helen Seaman. So what's funny is people thought Lois January, who is our um, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. You even done (laughs) Yes. Yeah. She is a part of that section of thought. She also sister. played the cat lady, which is really funny. So lady. she got confused for this role. So, yeah, <gasps> apparently for many years, erroneously identified as Lois January was the wow. cat lady. Um, but January, she never claimed to be the cat lady. <laughs> and she finally, I guess, um, you know, tore down that fa- fake news. And Helen <laughs> Seaman was recognized. And she was in Arkansas. Hey girl who studied dance in Los Angeles and fell wow. into pictures. Mm. Um, there's apparently one web source that correctly notes her as the cat lady and then <gasps> claims that she's one of the diminutive actors who was hired to play the munchkins, but that's mm. probably incorrect. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's correct. I don't feel like that would be correct. Yeah. There's so many Oz fake statements just floating around um okay so between 1935 and 1943 and by the way this is all taken from the wizard of oz fact book all that's left to know about life according to oz by (laughs) david j hogan wow it's long seaman put together 12 uncredited film appearances she is certainly striking in Oz. Hey, David. But had an opportunity to show off her dance moves in a kinetic specialty jitterbug number in Broadway what? Serenade 1939. So she can be seen in that. Wow. And then during 1948 through 57, she appeared in four Broadway productions, mm. including The Waltz of the Torridors, which had a healthy run of 132 performances in 1957. That's the year of my mom's birth. Yeah. In her sure. only off-Broadway appearance, Helen co-starred in a 1957 revival of Sartre's existentially bleak no exit Mm. so critical reactions to her performance as the narcissistic estelle would range from neutral to enthusiastic and then she found work in television in 1951 and again in 1955 so she had a very full career yeah she did a lot going between hobnobbing if you will hobnobbing between all these different mediums for performance oh helen so, yeah, she's very, very striking in this film. Yes, it's such a brief moment. Oh. I actually was shook that it was only one cut. I was like, oh, it must be more. Like, going back to the scene, right. I was like, is she cut to a few times? No, it's, it's just, just one. Because you remember her. It's, yes. It's the way her face, like, whatever was behind her eyes influencing this look. It is, it is striking. Yes. She was thinking of something. She had a secret. There's a secret. There's a secret stored under that. Helen. Under that cape. Love you, Helen. And this cat. I want to know the cat's name, too. I know. Nothing about the cat that I can <laughs> Nothing find. Nothing about the cat. Nothing that's, about the cat. That's fantastic. Carl. Was it one of Carl's cats? <laughs> Carl's cat. Could have been. Could have been one of Carl's cats. I'm obsessed. Thank you 
so much for listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. If you are feeling frisky with your fingertips, scroll on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a glowing rate and review. Each person who leaves us a review will be entered to win our end-of-the-season Oz giveaways, Mm. including a gift basket of musical adaptation goods, which, trust me, you aren't going to want to miss. All previous reviews will also be considered in our entries. We see you. Until next time, catch us at Down the Yellow Brick Pod in our Technicolor scrapbook on IG and partying on our Patreon. Gratitude to our patrons of present and future for making more magic possible. Let's escape to Oz soon, okay? TTYL!